Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Count a big amen. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And He's the same forever. The God that kept you in days past, He will keep you in the days coming up. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Because He lives, we will live also. Because He's alive, we also live. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, God is not through with you yet. This year you will see the hand of God at work in your life. This year your life will be a blessing. You have not seen anything yet. You are about to see mighty things. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Take your seats please. My Lord and my God. Thank you Lord Jesus. Well, welcome into God's presence. Welcome our online audience as well as our television audience and like we always say, if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be. God is here, lives are being changed, and your life will be changed as well. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So all this month, we are stating a very most important subject in the Bible, faith. And um, using the Sundays and Wednesdays, um, somebody just said they like the Wednesdays as well, so... Uh, uh, Please make it a point, if you possibly can, and join us. Faith is the most, it's a very important subject in the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning, we'll look at, we're looking at faith for our finances. Next week, we'll talk about faith for our family and friends. Wednesday, something else is coming up. I won't tell you. Join us Wednesday to find out. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Last week, when I was talking about, uh, somebody would say, you've been everywhere. One time, Reverend Kenneth Higgin is going to be with, uh, with the Lord. And um, he was ministering, and somebody saw a book that he had writ written. And the title of the book was, I Went to Hell. And for real, he, he almost made it into hell. He got to the gate, and God had mercy on him. And, when, and, and then he also had made a trip to heaven and come back. So when this person saw the book, um, he said, wow, you've been about everywhere. You've been, have you been to, where have you been? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I haven't been everywhere. <laughs> I thought about that when I was talking about being everywhere. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> heaven is real. Hell is real. Amen. Those are not things to play with. Um, but this morning we are talking about faith. So let's go back to our anchor scripture that we looked at last week. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. He says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. And I pray in the name of Jesus, by faith you also obtain a good testimony. By faith, you will obtain a good testimony. Amen. By faith, you will obtain a good testimony. Amen. And in verse 6, he says, For without faith, it is impossible to please God, to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. How many of us want to please God? Amen. All of us, every sincere child of God, wants to please God. And he tells us exactly how to, to please him. And you see, one of the things that God desires, you see, God desires the very best for each and every one of us. No parent 
desires the worst for their child. And notice what the Bible also says in Isaiah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48. Verse 17. He says, Thus says the Lord, you redeem, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. I'm your Redeemer. I'm your God. But one of the things he wants to do for us is he wants to teach us to profit. And he wants to show us the way to go. The Bible says that there is a way which seems right to a man, but the way of, of that is death. And sometimes the way that seems like the right way is not the right way. And it applies in every area of our lives. But God wants to teach us to profit. And you, and, and, and you see, the, the, the thing, he wants us to be blessed to be a blessing. That has always been, that was, that was God's plan in the beginning, and it's always God's plan and God's purpose. Uh, but you see, this morning we'll look at, you see, um, what does God bless? Why does God bless? And how does God bless? They're talking about faith for our finances. You see, we need money down here. When you get to heaven, you will need money down, down there. <laughs> heaven is a very nice place. God is doing very well. Jesus is doing very well. Amen. I mean, that, that place is full. Of, I mean, streets of gold. No lack up there. And he wants us to walk in the blessing so that we can also be a blessing to others. And you see, uh, hard times in the earth it's not new. It's, it's, it's nothing new. It happened in the time of Abraham. Let's, let's, let's look at some, some, of, some of these examples. Genesis chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. He says, Now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. There was a famine in the land, and then Abraham went to Egypt. So farming, financial farming, hard times, difficult times, those are not new in, in the earth. But in the midst of the farming, in the, all, all of that, notice how God describes Abraham in Genesis chapter 13, verse 2. He says, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And then the same thing happened also in the time of Isaac, Genesis chapter 26, Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. He says there was a famine in the land beside the first, the famine, first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then he wanted to go down to Egypt. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt in the land of of which I shall tell you, dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands, and I'll perform the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. Abraham, your father. So the same thing happens in the time of Isaac. But in the midst of the famine, in the midst of the hard times, notice how he's described in verse 12. He says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. 
The man began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Right in the midst of the famine. God blessed him. Genesis chapter 43. Then the same thing happened also. Genesis chapter 43. Thank you, Lord. Verse 1. Joseph's time. Now the famine was severe in the land. These are the fathers that he, I mean, we talk about the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Severe famine in the land. But in the midst of the famine again, we see that the children of Israel were multiplying in the land and doing very well in Goshen. Jacob brought his family over. So financial hardship, hard times financially in the earth is not new. But what empowers the people of God to be able to make it even in difficult times? There is a way out. What is the secret of being blessed financially so you can be a blessing? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. God gives us a key. There is, there's a, there's, there's, and you see, this turn to Deuteronomy chapter eight, 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. He says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Amen. That covenant is still in force in the earth. It says as it is today. It's, 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 a, it's a present day reality. In the earth. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that no matter what happens in the earth, I pray, no matter the hardship, the difficulties, may you and your household make it in Jesus' name. May you and your household make it in Jesus' name. May you and your household make it in Jesus' name. But you see, you must have a working knowledge of the covenant to be able to make it. You see, a covenant is, is, is like a deal where there is a covenanter, in this case God, and we are the covenantee. And God has declared what he's done, his part. We have to find out what is our part and walk in line with what God says. And life becomes, life becomes very interesting. <laughs> and you see, sometimes for us living in a democracy, it sometimes it's difficult to understand the concept of covenants. Uh, but when we think of a covenant, we think of a, <laughs> uh, an HOA covenant. <laughs> no, no, that's I mean, it's yeah. That, that, there's more to covenant than that. But some other parts of the world, they still practice covenant, and so they sometimes they have a a better understanding of it than uh, than us. You see, um, but when we comes when it comes to to God and his word. God, God, you see, we have the old covenant and the new covenant. 
And here he's saying that the, to establish the purpose of him blessing us with wealth is to establish the covenant as it is this day. What is that covenant? Turn with me to Genesis, uh, Jeremiah chapter th 33. Jeremiah 33. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. Verse 22, he says, As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, nor the son of the sea, Measure, so I will multiply the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levite who minister to me. Verse, 20, verse 25 says, That says the Lord, if my covenant is not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven, then I will cast away the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, so that I will not take away any of his descendants to be rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will cause their captivities to return and will have mercy on them. He says that there's this covenant of day and night that God established. And there's an ordinance that God has established. And if that covenant is to go away, then there will not be anyone. He says that, so he will not cast away the descendant of Jacob and David, my servants. Now, day and night, so long as the earth remains, will still be around. In fact, after the flood, Noah came out of the ark and he offered a sacrifice to the Lord. And when he offered a sacrifice to the Lord, God said to him in Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, he says, While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. God said to him, Look, I'm not going to flood the earth the way I've, I've done like this ever again. I'm establishing a covenant, and each person has to determine their position in relation to the covenant. Amen. There's not going to be any farming in the earth that will wipe out everybody. No, no, no. There's not going to be any disaster that will wipe out everybody again. Everybody has to determine their place and their position in relation to the covenant. Once you understand how God works and you begin to work with him, life gets very interesting. Uh, this morning, is the, is the sun up? Is it, the sun is up. Yes. <laughs> the, the sun is up. It, it feels a little warmer than, than, than before. This week we are expect, expecting colder temperatures, but the sun is up. <laughs> he says, while the earth remains, is the earth still remaining? Where are we? Are we in Mars this morning? No, we are still on the earth. <laughs> See time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. It will not stop. You plant seed, you will receive a harvest. Winter comes, summer will soon come. Day comes, the night comes. These are cycles. So that covenant is still in force in the earth. Really, God has determined, he has a plan and a purpose for your life. 
but the extent to which you walk in that plan and purpose, your future depends on how you decide to cooperate with God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will cooperate with God to see his hand at work in your life. God's covenant is irrevocable. It can't be trusted. God's covenant can't be trusted. But you see, our lives consist of this principle or concept of sowing and reaping. So what does God bless? God blesses the seed that is sown. Very important. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. He says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not gradually of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Notice that here, we believe we pray, we pray here, but he hasn't mentioned prayer yet. The person that sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So it's bountifully, you'll also reap bountifully. Then he goes on to tell us when it comes to sowing, what he's talking about. He says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart. I mean, imagine a farmer doesn't sow anything when it's planting season. And no matter the faith that he has, harvest time comes and he goes there and he says, where's my harvest? Don't get nothing. <laughs> but he says, verse 10, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. In the private, it's called sowing your giving. It's not only giving of money, it applies. But giving of your time, your talent, your treasure. He multiplies the seed sown. That is the first step. Two, our increasing financially and being a blessing. Our commitment to being given, to sowing. Sure enough, there will be a harvest time when we sow. God blesses and God multiplies the seed sown. Notice what he says in Zechariah chapter 8. Thank you, Lord. 
Zechariah chapter 8, verse 12, he says, For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit, the ground shall give her increase, and the heaven shall give their due. I'll cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. The seed. The seed. That's the covenant that he was talking about. The seed shall be prosperous. So long as the earth remained, there is seed time and harvest. You see, uh, if you have money in the bank and you go to redraw the money from the bank uh, and you know you have money in there, if you have money in there, that's a different story. <laughs> But if you know you have money in the bank, when you go to redraw uh, the money, you don't beg them. No, no, you don't, you don't, you don't beg them. You don't pound the table and say, please give me my money. <laughs> please, can I have my money, please? <laughs> No, 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 no. You know you have money in there. You just, you just go to the ATM or go to the cashier and you take your money out. You have confidence. You have faith that your money is there. When you keep sowing into the kingdom of God, giving to the poor, giving to the needy, being a blessing to the... When harvest time comes, you don't have to pound the table. In fact, when this farming comes, you don't have to pound the table. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the first thing is God bless or God multiplies the seed sown. Then the question becomes, what qualifies my seed for his blessing? We just saw that. Number one, your seed must be given willingly. Willingly. It says, for God loves a cheerful giver. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 17, he says, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 17, he says, For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I have been entrusted with a stewardship. I hear, no, that nobody's under any pressure <laughs> to give. No, 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 you are not under any pressure. <laughs> you give willingly. We give because we love the Lord. We give because we want others to hear the gospel. We give because we want to be a blessing to the poor. Nobody, nobody's under any stress here. All the outreaches, international missions, TV, all, nobody's under any pressure. We do it because we want others to be blessed. Willingly. He says, not gradually, for God loves a cheerful giver. Two, what qualifies my seed for a blessing? It must be given in love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3 says, And if I, I and though I bestow all my goods, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3, to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. It profits me nothing. It profits me nothing. First, it must be given willingly. One time, one time when they were building the temple in the, in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 35, Exodus 35, verse 4, 
He says that, and Moses spoke to all the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take from among you an offering to the Lord, whoever is of a willing heart. Let him bring it as an offering to the Lord, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat's hair, rams, skin dyed, red, badger skin, and acacia wood. Then the people kept bringing and bringing and bringing and bringing their offerings and their sacrifices till it got to the point, and they kept experiencing the blessing in, in Exodus chapter 36. Notice what the Bible says, Exodus 36, verse 6. He says, So Moses gave a commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing it. They brought so much, they said, don't, Look, we don't need it. Don't bring it here again. That's where we are headed to. Amen. <laughs> they came willingly. They kept bringing and bringing. Where people said, "No, we have enough for, to build this thing. Don't bring, don't bring any more. Nobody under any pressure." Amen. That's where you are getting to. In the name of the Lord Jesus, it must be given willingly. It must be given in love. Notice, notice First Kings chapter three. First Kings chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 3 says, And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father, David, except that he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high, at the high places. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offering on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give you. Amen. He loved the Lord. That's the key to this Christian life. Love the Lord. Amen. He loved the Lord. When you love, it's very easy to give. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave. He loved, before you got here, God loved you that he gave Jesus. Think about it. It's mind-boggling, but it's the truth. Solomon loved the Lord he gave. And that night said, God said, mm -hmm. those that love me and willingly give. God, he came under a swan blessing. God appeared to him. God will reveal himself to someone this season. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, it must be given in love. Three, give cheerfully. Giving becomes a delight. You live actually to give. He says, let him give cheerfully, not grudgingly. For God loves a cheerful giver. And then Joel chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joel chapter 1. He says, verse 11. He says that, be ashamed, you farmers. Will you find dresses for the wheat and the barley because the harvest of the field has perished? The vine has dried up and the fig tree has withered. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. All the trees of the field are withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. Because joy has withered away, there is no corresponding harvest. Very important. Give joyfully, cheerfully, not gradually. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Four, give sacrificially. 
Every farmer reserves their best seed for, for the time of sowing. The Bible says in Psalm 126, thank you, Lord Jesus, Psalm 126, verse 6, he says, He who goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing his sheaves with him. Bearing precious seed. Bearing precious seed. Shall doubtless come. See that principle I word again. Seed time and harvest come. Harvest time. He shall doubtless return with rejoicing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then five, give tirelessly, continuously. Let it be a lifestyle. In Galatians chapter 6, he says, Do not be weary in well-doing, in seed sowing, for in due season you shall reap. Galatians 6, 8, For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. In due season, we shall reap if you do not lose heart. Imagine a farmer, he says one season, I'm so tired of sowing. Every year, I have to sow every year. So this year, um, in, in the Bible, you see, God had even when it comes to farming, God had principles. The Sabbath, the Sabbath here, the land had to have rest, and it was for a reason. But imagine a year that normally is supposed to sow. He says, I'm so tired of sowing. I'm so tired of sowing. I'm not going to sow anything. But whenever time comes, I'm going to look for harvest. You'll be having a good time. <laughs> Give tirelessly. <laughs> and then two, why God blesses. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. Genesis chapter 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 1 says, And the Lord God had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land I will show you. To, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So you are not blessed to accumulate you are blessed to be a distributor. Amen. Say it again. You are not blessed to accumulate. You are blessed to be a distributor. And I, I, I put it this way. If you decide to be the pipe that the water flows through Amen. to others, Amen. there's no way you won't get wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. If you decide to be the pipe, that the water flows through. There's no way you won't get wet. Amen. Decide to be a distributor. Amen. And you'll be wet. Amen. You'll be, a, you'll be blessed. There is this story of an elephant here in America. It consumes 140 pounds of straw a day. But it also excretes 100 pounds of manure. So imagine it consumes 140 pounds, but doesn't give out, doesn't discharge. 
The elephant itself will be discharged. <laughs> that principle applies. Imagine you eat and eat and nothing comes out. You'll be disturbed very quickly. That principle is at work in nature. The, the animals, the plants give out and then the animals take. They breathe out and the animals take. To make it, the plant is continually giving out oxygen. The, 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 the animals consume oxygen and then give carbon dioxide for the plant. So that cycle is still going on. <laughs> My God. Imagine you say, oh, I'm tired of giving out carbon dioxide. And your wife or somebody begins to, please give out carbon dioxide. Please give us some. <laughs> we are meant to be distributors, not accumulators, in the mighty name of Jesus. Until you are committed to being a blessing, you're not qualified to be blessed. Amen. I'll say it again. Until you are committed to be a blessing Amen. to God's work, to the poor, to the needy, to others, you're not qualified to be a blessing. Amen. You'll be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll be a blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then number three, finally, how does God bless? How does God bless? God blesses us by opening the windows of heaven. We see that after the flood, that when, when the, before the flood came, you know, the, the windows, it uses this expression, the windows of heaven were opened. And in Malachi chapter 3, talking about the tithe, he says, He opened unto us the windows of heaven. But you see, when he talks about the windows of heaven, uh, I mean, he's talking about the outpouring of the rain of the Spirit of God on our lives that gives us, he releases ideas, divine innovation ideas to us. In that, I mean, think about it. Abraham, in his, in his days, he was a cattle rancher. He dug wells. That's the first time we hear about that in the Bible. In the, time of, in the time of Isaac, during the famine as well, God gave him an idea. He says, in that same year, he sowed in the land. He's not talking about physical money. So he actually sowed seed when everybody, nobody was sowing, planting seed. And he dug the wells. God gave him an idea. He says, that's what your giving does for you. It, it opens the windows of heaven. God gives you ideas in that in the time of trouble, in the time of famine, he will show you the way out. I said he will show you the way out. I said he will show you the way out. I said he will show you the way out. Jacob was being cheated by Laban. An idea from God changed his whole life. By the time that Laban realized this person is really doing well, he's actually doing more better than me, God will give you an idea. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Two, he blesses the work of our hands. He blesses the work of our hands. In Psalm 1, thank you Lord Jesus. 
verse 1 to 3, he says that, verse 3 says that, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You see, God doesn't prosper an idle person. He blesses the work of our hands. He blesses the work of our hands. Job was blessed in his day. But you see, he, he functioned again the same way by divine ideas that were given to him. Notice what the Bible says in Job chapter 29. Thank you, Lord. Job chapter 29, verse 3. He says, when his lamp shone. I like this verse from the classic King James. Thank you, Lord. He says that, when his candles shine upon my head, and when by his light I walk through darkness, as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. When the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. And by trading divine secrets, ideas from God, in Job chapter 1, he ended up, thank you, Lord, as the greatest of all the East. Verse 3 says, His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 shehasses and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. But that was his secret. The secret of God was upon my tabernacle. If you read down further down in chapter 29, you see how he took care of the poor, how he was a blessing. You'll be a blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then three, through God's favor. That's the third one. See, sometimes we like the favor, we want the favor to come first, but that's really the third one. Is it? The ideas, the work of your hands, and his favor. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray may the favor of God locate you in the season. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May God bless the work of your hands. That you will be a blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Exodus 3 verse 21 he says, And I will give God, talking about God. He says that and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. Really, they had been working for all this time, all these years. It was payday. But he said, I will give you favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. God will favor you in this season in Jesus' name. God will favor you in this season in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God desires for us to be profitable. He desires for us to be a blessing. In Psalm 44 verse 3 says, They did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favor them. God's favor will cause the work of your hands to be blessed. It will cause things to come into your hands that you, there is, sometimes there is no way that you can explain it. Somebody is walking in his favor in Jesus' name. Somebody is walking in his favor in Jesus' name. And then finally, how God blesses. He 
blesses us by protecting us. Our health. Our property. You see, one doctor's report sometimes can wipe up your whole saving. <laughs> so he blesses us by protecting us with health and longevity. So I pray that giving will be a delight. That's where it, the key to the whole thing. This, this, this people in, in Macedonia, in 2 Corinthians, let me wrap up with that. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3 says, For I bear witness that according to their ability, and yes, beyond their ability, they were freely willing. Verse 2 says that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Verse 4, imploring us with much urgency that we receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry into the saints. Generosity doesn't start when you have a lot. In their deep poverty, they said the Apostle Paul was taking an offering to, 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 to some people who had been impacted by, 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 by a famine. They said, please, imploring. That word means beg. Please, we want to be a part of this offering. He said, beyond their ability, they receive power. We call it a giving grace. Lord, I want to be a blessing beyond their ability. Beyond their ability. God blesses us with divine health, protect, protection, and he preserves our lives. Satan testified about Job that, look, you've blessed this person. There's a wall about him. I cannot touch him. That's the kind of defense you have around your life. That's the kind of defense you have around your family. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. This is a very generous body. I pray in the name of Jesus that through you, may many lives be blessed. Through you, may many come into the saving knowledge of Jesus. When we get to heaven, may many testify and say, I'm here because you gave. I'm here because you gave your time. I'm here because you gave your talent. I'm here because you gave financially. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are blessed and you are a blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, thank God for his word. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719 235 5535.